how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run The Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we're back with the final round of martial arts movies. And it's a big one this time. A classic. It is. What did you pick, Dan? I picked Enter the Dragon. Some Bruce Lee. Wouldn't feel right doing a martial arts category without talking about him a little bit, I don't think. How could we not? Tell us a little bit about Enter the Dragon, Dan. What is it? Enter the Dragon is the best Mortal Kombat movie that's been made to date. (laughs) Per the IMDb review, I'm guessing. In reality, it's about this dude on an island who hosts a tournament, a fighting tournament, and people show up and then he tries to get them to help run his drug empire so it's quite a scheme yeah <laughs> he's got two very bold interests fighting and drugs collecting like artifacts too he likes them he's in the the deadly trio of things i guess i guess so that that does sound kind of like the uh what do you call it? i i guess the hook of every chinese martial arts movie i've seen so far Drugs and fighting and artifacts. <laughs> Priceless collections. <laughs> He's basically an old school Bond villain. Oh yeah, I love it. I was gonna wait to say it, but this movie is essentially a James Bond movie. It is. I was gonna talk about that too, but spoiler warning first. We're gonna spoil it. If you haven't seen one of the penultimate martial arts movies in America. <laughs> yes, if you've never fallen asleep on AMC and then woken up at 2 a.m. I guess I haven't. This is the first time I've watched this movie. Really? You hadn't seen it before? Yeah, I had not seen this. I I thought I had seen this, but I saw a different Bruce Lee movie, and I don't know which one it was when I was, like, young. Did you see Way of the Dragon with Chuck Norris? Maybe. I I don't know. It's been so long. I do want to watch more Bruce Lee movies after this. Like, I'm I'm just going to say off the bat, like, what a, a force Bruce Lee is on camera. I love him. He's a stud. He is. He's... Stud, and every time he's punching people, it's got that big, like, sound effect, the whack, and he's like, wah! Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I had a blast watching this. He's got a very iconic, yeah, style, I would say, with, yeah, just, like, the high pitch, like, screaming and stuff. Everybody knows that. Everybody, like, makes fun of, you know, they're, they're like, uh, that's, like, the trope of martial arts movies these days. Everybody's, you know, when they, like, mimic karate or kung fu, they're always going, wah, yeah, you know, just like Bruce Lee does. Yeah, all you posers out there trying to sound like Bruce Lee. We should all be as lucky to try to sound like that man. Well, say, I was, like, surprised, though, because the start of this, he's all, like, with the master and stuff, teaching that dude how to fight. But then he, like, kills people. (laughs) I was not (laughs) expecting that. Yeah, yeah, that surprised me, too. I forgot he, like, just murders people in this, but he's an angry man in this movie, I suppose. He is pretty angry. He's gonna get their honor back, no matter the cost. You know when they go to the gravestone and they're like, you must forgive me. You know that stuff's going down. (laughs) It's true. Or when Bruce Lee rips his shirt off, you know you might just get killed. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna snap your neck or 
jump on you on your sternum. <laughs> yeah, just his ultimate move, just jumping and stomping on you. Yeah, man, what a what an awesome way to kill somebody. Man, it's so cool <laughs> when he does it. Yeah, yeah. His face just sells it whenever he does that. Like it's just sort of like, mm, so like just I don't know. Is it satisfaction of like the, the kill? I don't know what his face is saying, but it's epic. Just like the the power, the raw power he's just emanating. He does that several times, doesn't he? He gets like a little smirk for almost a second, and then he loses yep. it, and he's like, "Oh no, did they see?" <laughs> and then like he exhale, he's like smiles for a yeah. second, and, hmm, and then yeah, just kills him. <laughs> It's pretty brutal, but I do like that about this. He just, he goes for it. I feel like Bruce Lee brings like a a sincerity to the camera and things he's in. Like a genuine feeling of, you know, knowing what he's doing and being in control. And he loves it. He just seems like he's happy to be there to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he like did all the fight. At least I saw in the credits that he choreographed all the fight scenes and stuff in this. Like he's super, yeah, involved in this movie. Probably in most of his movies, I would guess, actually. Yeah, I watched some of the... I have the Criterion Bruce Lee set or whatever. And I was watching some of the stuff, and they are like... The script they gave was, like, a lot shorter than both scripts because every time there was a fight, they just had, like, the parentheses. And it was like, fight will be choreographed <laughs> by Bruce Lee. <laughs> and then it would move on. <laughs> That's funny. I always kind of wonder about that in movies, you know? Like, how do they, like, write the fight scenes? Because it feels like there's always, like, a fight choreographer or something, you know? And it's like, do they just write, like, and then they fight, and then they go to the next part? Or, like, I don't know. I need to read more scripts, I guess. Yeah, I have no idea how they do that. Or if they, like, actually meticulously, like, write out, like, all the action. Because I feel like that'd be kind of hard to do. Probably both, I bet. Just depends. We kind of studied this uh, one day in, like, film class. I think a lot of times they have, like, a big set piece they want to happen. Like, like in a Jack, like a Jackie Chan, like, right? They'll be like, the big Buddha needs to fall over here. You know, and then, I don't know, you know, a giant ball rolls across the street, and then the fight choreographer just gets them to, like, the high points. But, I mean, you know, if you got Bruce Lee on hand... Oh, right, yeah, just <laughs> let mean, him do it. Just, just have him do the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> I like what you're saying about him being genuine, though, because it's like, maybe it's just the name behind it, too, at this point, but I feel like whenever I see him on screen doing something... I, it's like you can just tell that he's the real deal, you know? He's legendary, like literally. Everybody knows him. Like, yeah. It's, it's such a shame. Yeah, I feel like it's just, it's, he's still, he was so cool. And it was like right at the height of his popularity. And then, yeah, he unfortunately passed. It's like, man, he could have kept going forever. And like, <laughs> it's just a shame, yeah, that he had such presence. But he's, yeah, he, it was too cut off too soon, I would say. He died before this came out like a month before it released so. oh really and this is what like made him big in america so it it's it really does suck it was like his big break yeah i mean he's big in hong kong beforehand right. but this is what got him big over here so it's it is a shame definitely is he's a like a force on screen from the first second he like shows up i don't know what it is he has this way he looks at the camera and it's just intense like at the end of this movie when he's just watching and walking towards the the final boss guy and he's staring him down i was like oh i was getting like the shakes 
he's so cool and then i don't know he's like incredibly ripped as well i'm pretty sure he has zero (laughs) percent body fat in this movie he is so shredded holy cow like it's insane yes (laughs) he's nuts and he'll like flex and go and i'm just like dude this guy's insane i've seen nobody like this dude before i love bruce lee now and he's so fast too like when he's has his first fight in the tournament or whatever and they're just holding their hands up there and then he just like strikes them once and then knocks them down it's so awesome (laughs) isn't there a story about him where it was like he was so fast that he like kind of had they had to like have him slow down because like the cameras were having a hard time like making it like look good or something i've heard this too i've heard that i don't yeah i don't have any backing but i've heard it <laughs> maybe that's just a rumor that's just spread throughout the world but I, I feel like i've heard that somewhere where they either had to have him slow down or they like did like the slow-mo style you know where they just shot a more frames per second to pick everything up i i believe it you know, it is kind of crazy, though, in this movie that his first fight isn't until, like, halfway through the movie. Isn't that kind of weird, you think? Like, yeah. he doesn't he fights that one guy in the middle, but, yeah, it's kind of crazy that he doesn't actually really fight anybody until then. It's a big buildup until he actually gets the fight. I mean, we get some pretty good fights with the other people in the movie beforehand, but it's just like, when it does get there, you're like, all right, this is the next level. <laughs> Because he doesn't even get, man, that fight is so good, too, because he's so fast, and it's like, he's so mad, um, because that guy and his cronies basically caused his sister to kill herself, and it's it's such a good build-up to that, and then when he does, he just beats the crap out of him, and doesn't even get hit, and then he, he kills him, and has such a great expression, and after he told us student not to, yeah, anger's not the emotion you want to channel. Yeah, you can definitely tell in that <laughs> fight he's totally channeling a little bit of rage when he fights that guy. I do wish he got to fight, like, the other main characters in this. Like, you had uh, Roper and Williams, and they get cool fights. And I, I wish we got to see, like, Bruce Lee fight them, but the story structure's just not there. So it is mostly him beating up a few, like, bigger bad guys and then just a ton of extras. Oh, that's fair. You know, I, I didn't even notice in the movie, but I saw reading later that he and Williams never even interact. You're right. Wow, that's kind of weird, yeah. Like, I didn't even realize it, and I was like, holy cow, yeah, like, when do they? <laughs> Williams, like, nods at him and is like, you know who that guy is to Roper, but yeah, they don't really talk. That's kind of weird, yeah. I would have liked to have, like, a, a more of, like, a friendly match between, like, yeah, two of the main characters. It's in contrast to like his more like angry, I would say, fight with the the boss guy. But yeah, I was expecting more like tournament fighting, but <laughs> it's not really there that much. Yeah, the ones we get are good though. I do like Williams and Roper. I think they're fun characters. They are like John Saxon. He's been in a lot of movies I've seen, but like I didn't recognize him at first but he was like in uh, a nightmare on elm street black christmas oh yeah he's like the cops in those i think right yeah he's like the cop guy i guess usually 
Man, that's what you won on your side against Freddy, a kung fu master. No joke, yeah. yeah. He was so fun to watch in this as like the guy who's always trying to bet and he's out of money. <laughs> and then Jim Kelly as Williams, like the disco guy with the afro, who's just doing all these awesome kung fu moves. He was so cool. <laughs> I wish he would have he would have had more. I feel like Williams, like he has kind of I feel like I kind of get Roper with his, you know gambling stuff and bruce lee we i get enough of but williams he just says he likes to win i wish we would have got like more of that somehow i don't know how they would have done that but just giving him some more time it's kind of a shame that they kill him off i think so early it's a cool fight the way they kill him but i wish that all three of them would have had a chance to yeah like hang out or fight together or something uh his personality is like he likes women pretty much yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's about the extent of it I did like when he uh, beat up those racist cops. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it had the, the car. <laughs> the, yeah, it had the classic 70s scene of someone backing up their car into a bunch of like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like that's in almost every 70s movie I've seen. Um, <laughs> I did notice that this time. It almost felt like, yeah, so like almost forced, you know? <laughs> it's like really, there's just happened to be garbage behind there. It it fit the full like 70s vibe this movie had and I was digging it the whole movie. So like his fighting style was a ton of like kicks and he's a super tall dude. So all those kicks look super cool. I love that. He is very much like a Mortal Kombat kind of character. Oh yeah. (laughs) Disco kung fu guy. They all have very cool like ways of fighting that are distinct and unique to their character which is nice to see yeah they're all from around the world different you know schools of teachings all this kind of stuff i think that is kind of both like the big you know one of the big um i guess pros for this movie and kind of one of the cons at the same time like they were trying to just get the biggest audience they possibly could with all these diverse characters, which is super rad. And we get, like what you said, all these different styles and zany people. But then kind of also, you know, we lose out on some interaction between the main group because there's just so many people and so many things going on. I think it could have used just, it could, I would have been down for another, like, I don't know, 20 minutes of this movie. Just give us more of that interactions, maybe a couple more fights. Yeah, just to kind of let everybody get to know each other a little bit because... Even, yeah, Bruce Lee and uh, Roper don't really ever... They interact, but I never feel like they're buddy-buddy, you know. It would have been nice to have the relationship grow throughout the film. Yeah, you get more interaction between, like, Roper and the villain than you do the Roper and Bruce. I liked Roper and William's relationship, though. I liked that they were buddies and knew each other already. That was nice. Adds a nice dynamic to the film. I was sad when they killed him off. I wish he was still in it, Williams. He was one of my favorites. He was cool. It does add some oomph to what almost becomes kind of a goofy movie. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, they have like hanging over a pit in chains. Like, jeez, Louise. It it does get weird, dark. This movie with some of like the drug stuff with the uh, like. There's those women like laughing in that room. It's kind of creepy. Then there's like in the basement. They just have like blank-faced women like who are obviously just like hooked on drugs like just staring out the window prisoners from god knows where i don't remember what they said exactly but 
like drunks off the street they just kidnapped. I don't know exactly who those people were, but it's pretty dark, really, what this guy is doing. He's got his own island that he's the king of and not a good king. <laughs> That's where it like got the James Bond feel to me as well. Like it felt like an old 70s um, or 60s James Bond movie. With the he's on his own island. He's got the underground bunker, and I don't know. I like that vibe quite a bit. It does get dark, but it's not dark for too long. It doesn't dwell on it a lot either, too. I yeah, I just like this movie's you know the seventies vibe because the the music's like it's so weird how a lot of these seventies music it's just like or at least in seventies movies the music is like it feels like they just hired like a funk band to like just play with the background music <laughs> and I love it it's just so cool like I think what was the other movie I watched recently Dirty Harry like it's the same thing it's just like some really cool like music in the background just like some thumping bass jazzy drums some horns like it's like oh man this is just it's such a cool style it just oozes like cool to me the 70s stuff oh man i love it whenever it's like a slightly serious scene and they do that kind of discordant like organ noise oh yeah yeah that like i, I don't know what you call it i guess like pre or proto synth kind of stuff oh yeah it's good yeah it's just and it's like the film is kind of like grainy and gritty it just feels a lot grittier than what we get nowadays and i I really like i can appreciate that quite a bit i guess kind of to that point you know this was one that i had seen like i had said earlier on television when i was pretty young and i think it was really the only martial arts movie i had seen until we watched some more in college and i never necessarily thought of this as like exclusively a martial arts movie it was always kind of like a spy action thriller to me Mm mm-hmm Kind of is. I mean, he's sneaking around for a lot of this movie. Like, he's just kind of crawling on roofs and lurking in underground chambers trying to figure out what's going on. Taking out guards. Yep, throwing (laughs) snakes into rooms. (laughs) Oh, oh, screw that snake, man. Oh, I read in the trivia he, like, had to smack it ten times and he did, like, get bit by it once. Oh my gosh. So it was like an actual snake. That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. It's like he saw that and he's like, man, I need this for later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, going <laughs> to save it. <laughs> the snake like chilling on the vent or something. Yeah. Don't talk me taking this. Why? Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> Let me put it in the bag accessory I've kept around for my <laughs> nightly outfit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I read the script. I need this for later. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's just so random. He just grabs it. Yeah, but whatever. Going off of like the 70s vibe, I don't know. I just like the camera work in this movie. Like, I don't think it's incredibly amazing, but it's like fun. I don't know. Just something about 70s camera work where they're like panning and they'll zoom in real quick and zoom out. Like, they don't do a ton of color correcting, it seems like, and there's all these vibrant colors in the movie. I I just really like that camera work in this movie. It's, I don't know, it's 70s, it feels raw and fun. Fits Fits the vibe of the movie and the music and everything else. There are a lot of pretty good long takes in this, though, when Bruce Lee's fighting people. Oh, yeah, the fights are, like pretty well done for the most part there's no shaky cam it's nice and steady you can see everything 
good long takes, good uses of, like you said, zooming in and going back out again on people. And then we get some POV stuff, too. That POV stuff was actually pretty good. Sometimes that can be a little weird, I think, but I think they nailed it in this one. It it felt really intense. Yeah, when you like see the guy's like tiger claw hand like in the screen, like he's holding it up to fight as Bruce Lee's like approaching him. There's some really like interesting shots in this. I think are, yeah, they're fun and it works. There's like a, a couple scenes in the fights. I remember one of the tournament ones. I don't remember exactly who it is. I think it was maybe Roper. Is like he looks like he's actually kicking the camera i i feel like he may have because they cut from it real quick (laughs) he probably did (laughs) but i mean it looked good it was maybe a second or two long which is how i think they need to do those scenes and it was really well done in this movie i thought that's like like i said i say if you want to do something like out of the box don't do it for very long (laughs) if you're gonna do it you know (laughs) otherwise it just gets annoying so this is like it is perfect for when they wanted to try doing the pov stuff and it actually was good too that's the the other thing (laughs) that's got to be good too if you're gonna do something a little different you know (laughs) make sure it's good which you know i guess it's hard to tell until you've shown it to the masses but yeah it definitely works here my favorite shot in the um the fights was when he's fighting han at the end and like he, it's like just like some like dummy like thing, but he like it's like from the dummy's perspective, and Bruce Lee just like does like a sidekick and like sends it flying across the room. <laughs> that was great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that shot's so cool. Like you can definitely tell it's just like a, a rubber dummy or something. But man, it's so intense. Like how fast that thing just goes flying. Oh, he kicked that like ninety miles an hour or something. The fights in this movie were pretty well done with like the fist action, but. Also, Bruce Lee uses quite a few weapons in this, too. Like, when he gets the nunchucks out, I was like, ooh. Because, like, you were telling us, TV, you used them once and just hit yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I took some classes, and those things are unwieldy <laughs> for sure <laughs> you gotta it, it, you can hurt yourself pretty soon i had just from i just had uh foam ones and like still like i would hit myself and ow that would hurt like i can't imagine like real life nunchucks with like the wood or whatever like ow that would just be brutal those things are deadly yeah you know even more to bruce lee's credits i i, I would say that nunchucks have been noticeably absent from a lot of contemporary martial arts movies it's kind of his thing. I feel like whenever Bruce Lee rips his shirt off and he busts out the nunchucks, you should just run away because it seems like in most of his movies he busts those things out. It's like, <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, he's just he's going to brutally kill me with the nunchuck. Yeah, he, he definitely shows off his skill with the nunchucks, and he's like flexing I think the whole time he's doing it. <laughs> and it it looks amazing. But I, I also saw in the credits, apparently he, like, whacked Jackie Chan with a stick, like, when he's using that, um... The bow staff? Yeah, the bow staff, thank you. He, like, actually whacked Jackie yeah. Chan with that, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. It is kind of a shame that there's no more, like, nunchucks. Like, honestly, the next time I can think of that I've seen, like, nunchucks used was the Ninja Turtles <laughs> movie. <laughs> Probably, yeah. They're very difficult, yeah. Easy to give yourself a concussion with them. 
Or hit yourself in the unmentionables. Right. Yep. Yep. That's why you always wear a, a you wear a cup when you practice <laughs> with the nunchucks. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome when he breaks out the weapons. It's so cool. But yeah, Bruce is so good with nunchucks. Definitely watch the other ones. I think Game of Death or is it? Is it Way of the Dragon? I think that's the it's the one where he's like revenge, avenging his master or something. Right? Is that the one where it's like? He goes to like the rival school and then he busts out the nunchucks. <laughs> I don't remember. I I don't remember. I, it's been a while since I've seen all of these. And it doesn't help that these Bruce Lee movies sometimes they're like named two different things, and like they get like mixed up in my head. Like, cause I think like what is it? Fist of it might be Fist of Fury that we're thinking of. But either way, it's like a like I think Chinese Connection and Fist of Fury have interchanged their names when they get like sold in the United States. It's just ridiculous. And there's like Bruce Lee movies that don't actually have Bruce Lee in them. They're like Bruce L-E instead of Bruce L-E-E. And they're like just like lookalikes. It's ridiculous. Like it's, it's very confusing. It does not make things easy. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to bring that up earlier. We were talking about what an icon he is. They like literally like had to name a type of exploitation film after him because people would get lookalikes. Yep, they pretend to be him. Yeah, I think I saw it at Walmart. There's like a Bruce Lee pack of 10 movies, but she doesn't even have 10 movies. And I was like, I looked at this, and I think maybe one of them was actually Bruce Lee, and then the rest were just <laughs> lookalikes. So I was like, what is this? I probably should have bought it, honestly, because I wonder if those are any good. But it's just funny that, yeah, even nowadays, like this was maybe, I don't know, three or four years ago, I saw that pack, and I was like, really? Come on, guys. I guess, yeah, Mike, since you hadn't seen this one before, what did you think, like, comparing the fights and stuff in this to the more modern things that we have now? What what did you think about that? It's interesting, I thought. Like, the fights feel a lot more, I would say, comic booky um in this because over every punch and kick, they add that sound effect, the, the big <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> over everything and so it's definitely you take it more of a cheesy vibe but he's still doing incredible things these people are still doing these like acrobatic kicks and stuff and flips and i think bruce lee like after he wins a fight does this these flips consecutively after so it's definitely not as intense as like something like The Nightman Cometh or I, I don't even know what the name of that movie is anymore. The night comes for us. Thank you. Or like even Ong Bak. I mean, like that guy's, the fights seem more, uh, I guess, violent in that at times. And so it seems more cheesy in this one, but it's a lot of fun and he's still doing all these cool fights. I love it because didn't like Bruce Lee invent like his own style and stuff and that's what he's doing. Yeah, he like drew from a lot of styles and figured out how to combine them all. He he was one of like the proponents of like, at first I think, okay, so this is another thing I feel like I remember hearing. I don't have any proof for this, so keep that in mind. But I feel like I heard that he was also kind of a proponent for like bodybuilding along with like martial arts, um, whereas before... Like, at least back in the day, it was more like, looked like maybe you weren't, like, you wanted to be just, like, lean and quick and stuff. And he was like, no, you know, you like, his training regimen, like, included a lot of, like, actual, like, weightlifting and stuff like that, along with his um, traditional, like, martial arts training and stuff. 
Oh, that would explain a lot, you know? I mean, even contemporary, like, martial arts guys we see aren't, like, as ripped as Bruce Lee. Yeah, I like that he's definitely a shorter dude, too. So it makes the scenes, like, where he's fighting that that big, tall American dude with the scar. Who's definitely not in the Bee Gees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) He's got somebody from the Bee Gees that were like, hey, just come growl and look mean (laughs) at the camera. (laughs) But yeah, it's fun to watch Bruce as like this short dude beat up all these massive tall guys just because he's so quick and agile. I'll tell you my favorite uh, villain in this was Bolo. Bolo. The big buff guy, yeah. Oh, that guy? <laughs> that guy was awesome. <laughs> I love that guy. Like, he's in uh, Bloodsport, too. I thought I recognized him. His name's Bolo Ying, and he is a beast. Just a giant, massive hulk of a man. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's so cool looking, though. He's so imposing. I was kind of surprised that he went down. I thought he was going to be uh, more imposing than he was, but I thought he would put up more of a fight. He does dispatch all those guards pretty well. Yep. He like snaps their necks and stuff. Yeah. That was an awesome scene. They're just trying to punch him and he's just like slowly walking up to him and just killing him. He's so cool. <laughs> I love Bolo. Kind of comparing this to Ong Bak again with the fights. This is the kind of fighting I prefer um, out of those two, you know, um, especially with the slow-mo. I think this one handled the slow-mo a lot better than than Ong Bak did. Personal preference, because both of those movies are filmed great for the actual fights. I just like the, the style more in this, I think. Yeah, the Ong Bak definitely has more of a 90s edge to it, I think. They're both very of their time, and yeah, I think, yeah. With Ong Bak, yeah, we get like... Five shots of the same, like, hit in slow-mo, you know? Which, I, I like that stuff, but I liked how they use the slow-mo in here, too. It, it, and I feel like they use it more, like, in, like, more impactful moments, I guess. Where it's... When they've built up to the fight and stuff like that. Yeah, like when he's gonna stomp the guy to death with his feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to rewind that. I was like, did he actually just kill that dude right there? <laughs> <laughs> you can only assume, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> slow-mo like weird expression bruce face i don't i don't know what expression that was i don't know either it was bloodlust i guess i don't know you can always tell too when he yeah he's just i don't know just the way his, his facial expressions are just on point especially in his fights i think so so much personality in his his fighting i like to um I, I like it in all these old movies when they get all the extras out and do stuff with them I just think it's so cool um, since they don't have the CGI. So they have like a legitimate hundred person fight at the end of this movie. It's like this huge martial arts battle with like Roper and Lee are just like dispatching people left and right. <laughs> Lee's working his way to um, Han. They did that in the fight, but also when they like first get to the island and have... um that like ceremony with the the dudes wrestling in the middle there was like a ton of extras and that set was amazing so colorful and so much going on like they had what all these bird cages full of birds and all these extras walking around giving food everything just looks so cool so well done 
the whole island and like their little temple they've got there. Great set. And then like the little get together at the start with the sumo guys and everything. Man, what an awesome location. Remind me of like something I'd see in Indiana Jones or something like that, you know? Yeah. It's so cool. And then, of course, talking about sets, Mike, now you know where every single mirror set piece in every single action movie came from. It was cool to see, like, where it started probably was what I was guessing, was that this movie probably started those mirror scenes, because the most recent one I can think of a parallel to is, like, John Wick. So it's it's neat to see where it like started out to where it's at now and what they're doing with mirror scenes and camera tricks. You know, a lot of like tropes come from this movie, I feel like. Um you talked you said at the beginning, Dan, about how this is like the best Mortal Kombat movie. Mortal Kombat definitely ripped this movie off. Like <laughs> the whole premise of this game <laughs> is like basically just Mortal Kombat. I mean, even uh Liu Kang is basically just Bruce Lee. <laughs> like <laughs> A lot of fighting games just have their Bruce Lee character in it. Like, it's funny how many games just have a Bruce Lee surrogate, you know? I mean, Liu Kang, he does the Bruce Lee noises. He has the poses. He he has dragon powers. Enter the dragon. I mean, it's 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 perfect. Then you got, like, the wise cracking jokester Williams with Johnny Cage. It, it's, yeah, it's. I'm serious. This is the best Mortal Kombat movie. That's live action that's been made. It's it's great. Yeah, it's just very influential. It's crazy how much yeah this movie has withstood yeah the test of time and influenced so much like different media and stuff too. I guess I've got one like nitpick. Um, I'm not a big fan of the sister plot point in this. I guess like it feels really excessive on top of already like everything you know like i feel like bruce lee was gonna go on the mission no matter what because he was like a ex the bad guy's like an ex member of uh, bruce lee's school or whatever but then it just feels like they just keep adding and adding <laughs> layer upon layer um i don't know i just felt a little excessive to me to have this <laughs> woman having to die as well i don't know it just didn't feel like it was necessary it would have been kind of nice if she was like the one undercover on the island i think that might have made it work better for me yeah i guess i mean i don't know i feel like this this story i feel like on the whole could be pretty nitpicked and there's the occasional item that might be considered distasteful it is definitely like mostly about the action i, I that's what i kind of meant earlier i guess how it almost verges into that like cheese department you know it it walks a fine line to almost just being ridiculous and all over the place like big trouble in little china but takes some steps to very narrowly avoid it. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it fun, though, too. It does do a lot, though, too, um, with its cast, because like you said earlier, it's a diverse cast. And I mean, even with that scene at the start with Bruce Lee's sister, I mean, she's just beating people up pretty well during that, too, which was cool. That was cool. I, yeah, I wish she would have, like, escaped or I don't know. I just felt yeah, like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, 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 the tragic backstory, I don't know. It didn't feel like it was necessary, necessarily. Although it did give us the cool scene when Bruce Lee goes to the grave. But it was just, uh, yeah, a little much. I don't know. But it, like I said, I don't... The story, it's perfectly fine in this movie. I don't think it's bad. I think it's, you know, pretty bare bones, but... That's how a lot of these martial arts movies are, too, and I don't mind that. 
it's good enough. It, it, it punches above its weight a little bit, I think, in a couple areas. Like, I like that they have the, um, the sister stuff in there just so it can service that first fight that Bruce has with the Bee Gees dude. That, that just, that serves that fight so well, I think, and makes it that much more impactful, um, especially when he does kill him at the end, too. I guess you could say that guy had a problem staying alive. He did. <laughs> <laughs> that he nice. did. So I like that it's there just in service of that. Um, and it's cool getting to watch her beat up people, too. That was nice. Um, but I do think it could have been shorter because it is pretty long. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of like a flashback within a flashback too. I feel like we're like he's like riding the boat, and he like thinks about like talking to the British guy, and then the British guy like, and it's kind of weird how the British guy knows what happened to his sister, or was it? No, it's his master. This is his, mas- his master at the temple. I that's think. right. That's right. I just felt that was kind of weird too that he didn't know and his master did, but it's fine. And then I do, I think it does a lot with Roper's character which I found pretty interesting because it's like he comes off as kind of like, I don't know, skeevy at the start because, you know, he's he's got no money. He's always asking people uh, to gamble and things like and it, it's funny. Um, but, you know, he kind of comes off as skeevy. And then I think Han picks up on that, too, which is why he tries to go for him first to join him on the island. And then um the dude has to make the decision all right i could get out of all my trouble here right now or i'm gonna like take the high road and do what's right you know i thought he was gonna be like the villain at the start because usually in movies when some dude's like playing golf you know like they're like the bad guy um yeah Especially in this time period of movies. <laughs> yeah, they like play it off like he's like the rich schmuck kind of guy, you know. But yeah, it's funny they kind of subvert that. And he's like totally broke, even though he's like on this fancy golf course. He's wearing really nice like classic clothes. It's yeah, I, I do kind of like how they do that. Yeah, I was I was like, how are they going to make this guy cool and interesting after that? Because I was like, OK, this is straight cheese. But yeah, I did like him. He He had a little bit of a character arc and became a pretty cool character yeah that stuff is really good i'd agree dan and that's where like the more darker side stuff comes in you kind of like yeah it's it's cool how they yeah, play with it like is he like what lines will he and will he not cross like how he says is like ah there are things you won't do and stuff like that they i think they explore him probably the most of out of everybody and they do it really well yeah he also has my favorite what well one of my favorite scenes with him Han, the cat, and the guillotine. That scene is perfect. I freaking love that scene. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. (laughs) It's got such such high tension in that because you've got Han monologuing basically to the guy, and you're getting some and and Roper's figuring out a little bit what's going on, and then you're like, oh man, I thought he was going to kill the cat. You know, and he's trying to seduce Roper into joining him. It's so good. And then when he finally does pull the the thing and it's just an elevator, I just lost it. It was so funny. <laughs> That's another great scene, too, where 
he, he's like showcasing his collection and like he has his old hand in there. I love that he's like, ah, just like a distant memory or whatever he says when Roper asks him about the skeleton hand and you're like, wait a second, that's his <laughs> hand. That's just so like, that tells you a lot about that guy too. You know, how much he thinks he's got his own hand next to like all these yeah, ancient artifacts and stuff. And his, like, weapons museum, he considers his hand worthy of that. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, I... Roper isn't necessarily my favorite. If only because I want more Williams. And I feel like John Saxon's kind of hogging stuff. Like, he wants to be like, I know you all think I'm heartthrob John Saxon, but I'm also a black belt. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, so are we ready for some overall presentation now, then? I'm ready. The final reviews of the final round. Fight! Finish it. Before we can finish it, you know, we gotta, you know, it's always a random kind of gamble of chance uh, as to who's gonna go first in these reviews at the end. But, you know, I'm something of a gambling man myself. Um, And (laughs) let's just say I owe some people. Uh, And... They have a very specific request about who needs to go first, and um, I gotta, you know, I think Mike. They really, they really need you to go, and if they don't, they're gonna try and break something. And not, my Mike nunchuck skills aren't quite up to snuff these days, so <laughs> I'm a little worried about that. Not uh, quite as good as Bruce. <laughs> not quite. Yeah, I would say not quite. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Man, that that's so easy. This movie's definitely a buy it from me. Um, just off of feeling like this movie has a 70 vibe. That's like amazing. I I love the whole vibe of this movie from the funky disco to like the guys I weren't expecting to be Kung Fu masters were being Kung Fu masters and doing all these awesome stunts to just, you know, Bruce Lee being Bruce Lee. That man is a stud. He was a force on camera and I want to watch more of his movies like Everything that he does in this movie, I love, like his facial expressions to his fighting. Uh, the camera works good. The funky disco is amazing. I had a blast watching this movie. It was awesome. Good pick. Buy it from Mike. Yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> I was a little torn on this one. You know, it, it holds a special place in my heart. Like I was saying, it, it's one of the first but I guess it was the first martial arts movie I had seen and the only one I had seen for a long time. But it's never really been in that category like the other ones we've watched for this series. To me, this is almost an Indiana Jones movie. You know, it's very reminiscent of spy thrillers and adventure movies from the 70s. And if you've listened to much of this show, you know that I love the 70s a lot. There's just something about the way everything looks that really gets me. I'm I'm reminded of when I, I first saw Wayne's World, my folks said to me, they were like, hey, this is an awesome movie and we're excited for you to see it because it's the, the once every 10 years that we watch it. <laughs> and I, I think this is kind of one of those movies for me, you know, I've seen it three or four times now. This is the first time it hasn't been a TV edit, but it's been a long time in between, but I'm always excited to come back. So I think... It's got to be a buy it. Maybe I'm not watching this every day in the background, but I'm coming back to it every four or five years. I think it's held up to the test of time and gives you a benchmark for all the action you're seeing today. So a buy it from Fox. Yeah, I think this is, yeah, definitely 
a classic in the terms of martial arts movies. I mean, Bruce Lee is a legend. Um, he has done so much and he, for, for such little time that he was in like the cultural zeitgeist, he has done a whole lot for the movie industry. Um, and the Enter of the dragon feels kind of like a pinnacle to that. I don't think it's necessarily my favorite Bruce Lee movie, but also I love all of his movies pretty much. So that's not saying much. Cause I like them all a lot. And this is no exception. This is great. Fun characters. I mean, I've got a few like story nitpicks. I wish some of like the other characters got to interact with Lee more, maybe. Um, and there's there's some other stuff, but really it doesn't matter because it, it's just such a fun movie. The vibe, the seventies, the the funk music that it seems like a lot of seventies movies had back in the day. All that is here. It's nice and gritty. I kind of like how it gets weirdly dark at times. There's there's some cool stuff in here. Um, I'm gonna give it a bite as well. It's it's definitely a classic in terms of martial arts, and it's just it's just a fun watch. So if you're ever interested in yeah martial arts movies or even just Bruce Lee, I would highly recommend checking this one out. Yeah, we said this a lot um, with Ong Bak talking about how Tony Jaw is such a stud in that movie, and man, Bruce Lee is such a stud in this movie too. <laughs> he's so awesome. You just know that he's the real deal whenever he does anything in this movie fighting related it's so cool but there's a lot more to this movie than just the fights which are awesome and filmed very well too in this film i mean it's funny you've got great sets you've got some story moments that punch above its weight um you can have a good time watching that um without it getting too bogged down and dark stuff you know it's got some really great intense moments that aren't just fights you got a colorful cast of characters awesome sets it's just like it, it's perfect in that aspect for me at least I, I love it i don't have any issues with this movie <laughs> at all really it, it's great for what it is and yeah buy it definitely i mean this is like the granddaddy of all american martial arts and then probably for a lot around the world as well too i would say here you have it we all love this one how could you not it's nice to end on a, the classic the one that everybody knows bruce lee the man himself all that stuff although it is a shame in this martial arts category we didn't get to cover another legend john claude van damme but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> next time maybe next maybe. time Big baby next time. We do the B list of martial arts. <laughs> what? The martial art B legend. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm slightly offended. I love Bandai. We didn't get any Jet Lee either in this. That's true. Yeah, or Jackie Chan. There's too many studs in the fighting movies. Donnie Yen. Man, yeah. We, that's all right. But there's only four movies. We only got so many we can do. I think we, we had a pretty good spread. Maybe we'll come back and revisit martial arts in the future. That's true. A, ra a second round, if you will. <laughs> round two. <laughs> a rematch. So for next week, um, the month of October approaches. So you know what that means. It's time for some horror movies. We've got a killer category <laughs> for yeah. this year. It's true. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're doing some slashers, so... It's going to be exciting. Um, and Mike's got our first pick. It may be controversial. We'll figure it out when we watch it. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. 
brought it up and everybody was like, yeah, give it a pass. Um, the Cabin in the Woods, 2012. I've, I've seen this movie twice, but, you know, I'm fine watching it again. <laughs> we can talk about it if it's a slasher or not after we watch it. I can honestly, I don't remember. I know that there's some big twists and turns, but I cannot remember exactly what happens in that movie. So it'll be good to revisit. But in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up with your thoughts about martial arts movies. Uh, if you like Enter the Dragon, what are your thoughts on that? Is it the legendary masterpiece? Is it overrated? I want to hear it. If you got some hot takes, send them our way, because I'd be curious to hear that. Do you prefer this style? older style of martial arts movies or the new modern stuff yeah let us know yeah be sure to get in contact with us we'd love to hear from you and thanks for listening to us tonight we really appreciate it this is run the real signing off (laughs) 